Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Hello, welcome to Real Estate 360. This is Steve Connolly, one of your hosts, and the other is Jason O. Miles. Jason O'Miles. Hey, listen, Jason O'Miles, I got a question for you. You know, I came in today, you know, a little bit more dressed up than normal. Well, I'm loving it, man. I mean, I love the looks that you <laughs> that you bring to this mundane event that we do on a weekly basis. Well, this is definitely not mundane. <laughs> but this is in response to, okay, you know, we do our seminars on Saturday, right? Right. So this is in response to a comment that was made to one of our volunteers that comes in and she helps us with registration, camera work, and all, all kinds of stuff. And she said, you know what? You know, you guys do an awesome job with the information, but you need to up your game a little bit. And what does she mean, up up your game? Well, that's what I was wondering. I thought we were doing pretty good. She said, no, you're doing great over there, but, you know, you really should dress a little better, you know. <laughs> I mean, we're, you know, there in our blue jeans and, you know, whatever shirt, you know, yep. we happen to grab. Because that's what we do. I mean, that's what we wear. You know, right. It's part of the lifestyle. Right. And so she said, well, you know, you guys need to dress up a little bit because people will react differently to you and you act different when you're in a suit and tie and all that. So here I am. I've got my tie. I, I like the tie. And and again, for those that are listening and not watching, you have to go and check out the YouTube channel to see what you are flashing light. Yeah, it's it's something <laughs> you know, and it, it's bright. And it but it works. It works. It's truly, truly red carpet worthy. Thank you. It is. I, I love it. I All love right. it. And uh what do they call in that woman? You gotta you gotta wear your bling. How many pieces of bling did you bring with you today? I don't man, you know, <laughs> listen. You've seen some of the stuff I have. I don't even put this in the category of bling. You haven't seen my bling yet. Uh, wait a minute. It's coming. I saw the grill. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of part of the bling. It's not the whole thing, though. This is not bling. The bling is coming. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't wait to see the rest of it. Yeah. We need to stop. That's the tie that we have to have at the next event. Okay, you got it. Got to do it. Sure. It's a conversation piece, to say the least. But you know what? This show is about real estate. It's not right. about, you know, attire and, you know, and ties and all that. <laughs> but, hey we got to have some fun. You know, it's a lifestyle. And you can't do it without it, man. Otherwise, you're really going to hate what you do, and nobody wants to do that. That's so, why they're listening, right? I guess, uh, you know. And, um, you, you know, I got up this morning, and I'm thinking, this is going to – I don't know what is really going to happen today, but it's going to be fun, right. you know. And I don't know how many people can get up and say that to themselves or anybody else, mm -hmm. you know, like it's the same old thing. Because a lot of people are going to say, and, and I'm guilty of this as well, you know, when you get involved in something that you're excited about initially and you realize, <clears throat> okay, it's the same thing every day. It's get up, market, answer the phone, negotiate, look at this property, make an offer. You know, when you look at it from that perspective, yeah, yeah, you know, it really can be mundane. And it is deal for deal. You know, you make money on this deal. In order to make more money, you got to go do another deal and so on and so forth. But for me, and I'm pretty sure for you, yeah. Uh, the pleasure is in the negotiating because every deal is not the same because you're dealing with people. Exactly. You it's, know, it's the negotiating, it's the unknowns, it's exploring yeah. the unknowns. And that's really what life is about. Right. Yeah, that's I right. Mean, 
if we came down, you know, into the planet and we just knew what it was going to happen, you know, every every step of the way, what would be the point? That's right. It would it would be pretty boring. And the reality of it is, every one of these deals that we do is totally different. You know, we're doing deals that you know from the multifamily side with operators that are you know just totally absent. They don't want to be there, or they're the slumlord on the single family side when we're buying. Uh, houses from people in various situations. It could be uh, bankruptcy, foreclosures, uh, divorces, all these things. And we have to be mindful of the person's situation while we're trying to negotiate so that we can have a fair transaction, you know? Absolutely. And uh, and that's really what it's about. And, you know, we've had a few of those things uh, occur just in the week, in this week. You know, we've had that both of two of those three things, actually. I think we have, and and you know, you. I'm going to bounce off of what you just said, which was, really, we're only here for one reason. I mean, this is a free market economy. Correct. And at least that's what they tell us. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly, <laughs> semi. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so we'll just operate from the point of view that we're in a free market society, and we'll, you know, from our little microcosm of economics, you know, let's let's just go with that. Yeah. So, um, the only reason that we should or could exist in this economy is if there's a reason for us to be here. Mm. So what's that reason? We're problem solvers. Right. We're real estate problem solvers. And sometimes it's life problem solvers, like you said, divorce or financial situation or or uh, bankruptcy or what have you. So we, you know, we solve problems. And, yeah, we make money at it, and, we, you know, we're pretty darn good at it. But we listen. Yeah, and we learn every day. Yeah, you know, with with every person we meet, you know, there's just a ton of different things coming uh, coming at us, and with every person we meet, the world gets a little smaller, doesn't it? Though, you, <laughs> well, know? We, you know, I mean, we get, you know, we we get referrals from people we worked with, you know, years ago. Yeah, that are saying, hey, I wanted to, you know, introduce so and so to you because they're in a situation similar to mine, and you helped us out. And that is the priceless aspect of marketing. Can't get that. You can't buy that. It's impossible to buy. And, you know, some stuff that's happened to us recently, um, which is we've sold houses and then people who think they want to do renovations Mm. find out, oh, this isn't really what I thought it was. It's not like it is on television. Yeah, It's a lot different than what you might see on, you know, TV. Whatever, yeah, absolutely. I don't even know the shows because I don't watch them. You know, I can't. I can't handle any more. That's right. Of that, but uh, so we've been buying those. Sometimes we'll buy those back. That's right. We'll sell people properties. Uh, they'll get in a situation, whether it's a permitting situation, whether you know there was a, a cost overrun that they were not familiar with or aware of, which happens quite frequently. And the, the fix and flip business. I, I don't think I've ever, maybe once or twice. I've only been doing this for thirty-five years. Or yeah. So, so you know it could happen. Um, been on budget yeah. on, on a renovation. You yeah. Know? I mean, when do you, where and where do you stop with those things? You know, I mean, I can keep on going that's, until it. Forever. I mean, that's right. I mean, people. You know, we'll, we we uh, we teach, and everyone actually teaches. Make sure you have a contingency in place. You know, you want to make sure that you know there's a ten percent contingency or a five percent contingency. Well, depending on the cost of your renovation, you know, 5 or 10%, 10% may not be enough for the issue. For instance, you know, we had a property, which we're still renovating, mm-hmm. where the city came in and we were doing an addition to this property, and there were two major issues that came up. Right. 
the first issue that came up was when we were uh, disassembling the house because we had to disassemble it instead of demo it so that, you know, we could keep everything in place for the addition. The floor in one of the rooms needed to be replaced because it was just shot. The floor joists were gone. The band in that corner uh, was gone, and it was the very front corner of the house. Mm -hmm. The crawl space is, I think, 9 inches or 12 inches uh, deep. Very difficult for, you know, a guy to crawl under there. And as I say all the time, I'm not going to be that guy. Right, no, right? no you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it, it's something that would be very difficult to find. Then the rot behind the wall, which was termites, from years and years of, you know, neglect, right? Yeah. But here's a situation that just that by itself was a an $8,000 increase in changing all that, reframing all that. That by itself, which was nearly the 10% that we had. Oh, yeah. Then the city came out and said, you know what? We don't want this this front roof that you guys are attaching. Yeah. It's not up to code, so you got to take it down and rebuild it. And oh there's another $14,000. Now, you can't account for that. No, you sure can't. It's impossible, especially after they'd already inspected the property and approved the plans. You yeah. know, yes, can you go back and gripe to the city? You sure can, but how long is that going to take you and how much is it going to cost you to do it? <laughs> right. So it's, it's better to simply just fix it, fix it because they're going to make you do it anyway. So, uh, again, you know, you just can't account for those things. You just have to be prepared for the unexpected. Absolutely. You know, just know it's going to happen. Something is going to happen. It might not be that significant. but So that's what makes it exciting, right? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting, all right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're scratching your head like, where am I going to come up with $14,000 more for this thing, right? Yeah. Because ultimately, we want to make money. Sure. And the money that our companies make, we don't want to have to necessarily go back into our personal bank accounts and throw CapEx, you know, Capital X expenses uh, into that account no, we don't. to cover that, although it happens sometimes. Yeah. You know, but it's not what we want to occur. No, it's you know, not. But it's the nature of the beast. It is just the nature of the beast. And when we're walking, walking down the path of our, of our, uh, uh, our perceived goal, because it changes. Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> you sure know, does. When we're walking down the path to get to that goal, things are going to happen. And you're going to realize what your tolerance levels are for, for one thing or the other. Like early on, I realized I am horrible at managing properties, as managing uh, um, rental properties personally. I'm horrible at it. Well, I haven't actually seen that. And because, you'll never see it. Because I haven't seen you with any <laughs> rental property. Not those kind. <laughs> but you know what? I am not really good at that either. Oh, I'm and, horrible at it. And it's not that. I couldn't be good at it because I think I could be really good at it because, you know, I have Alvin on my side. <laughs> if I need him, I go get him. It's the alter ego. Guy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, and I've used him on a, on a few rental situations, but usually that's when people hire me to help them with their yeah. – their, their, I've got a belligerent tenant or something. I'll go down there and, you know, just, yeah. hey, let me show you. Let me let me go get Alvin for you, and I'll show you how to get, get him out. And uh, so – so rental properties are, are something that we don't want to do, but we're doing multifamily. But that's Absolutely. a little different. It is because we have third-party management in place. We have processes in place. Uh, so so we're not managing the property per se. We're yeah. managing the manager, yeah. which requires, you know, one or two telephone calls a week and the, uh, the receiving of a check once a month. 
and the receiving <laughs> of the documentation and absolutely so forth so we can see what's going on absolutely which which lets us know what we what we need to account for and forecast for going forward i know we're coming up on a break here and you're going to watch that but uh <laughs> i want to i want us to talk about our seminars and the results that we've had recently yeah that if you yeah, so I'm loving it because we've got some people there that are doing some tremendous things with us and yeah. for themselves. And we'll get to them right after the break. So let's do that. Welcome back to Real Estate 360. Steve Connolly and Jason O. Miles. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, before the break, I was talking about our seminar that we do, the little two-hour seminar and uh, the results that we're having. And I just want to say one thing. We got one guy that had a testimonial that said, you know what? I got more out of this two hours of just pure real estate investing information than I got out of a three-day real estate course that he took. That's right, because there's actionable information there. It's not, there's no upsell. Right. In, in this particular scenario. And even if there were an upsell, our goal is to make sure that people can leave there and go take action right away. I mean, immediately. Sometimes, yeah, people want to do some other things. They want to learn more. They want to know what their options can be. They want to be mentored, things of that nature. But the reality of it is when they come to these events, they get to learn how to do something or, or how to do something better than they've already been doing it. Because we open it up to questions from the people that are there and say, hey, listen, what are you doing that you need help with? Or, or is there something, a deal that you have on the table right now that you just, you're having a problem with? What, what's going on with you? And they can get those answers instead of waiting for it to come up in another, you know, another day in another part of the, you know, exactly. uh, uh, the event, if you will. And, you know, uh, you and I forget that people don't know what we know. I mean, I tend to forget that. I I know I'm guilty of it. Yeah, and uh, so I'm thinking, okay, you bring me this situation. You know, if they say no to this, I'm going to gather some more information and see if there's another way to put the thing together. That's right. But most people go to these seminars and so forth, and they're taught one thing. You know, Mm -hmm. maybe wholesale and the numbers and Mm – and then after that, what what do they do? They don't know what to do next. Yeah, but but you also raised a very good point uh, while we were at the event, actually, oh. uh, that when you're looking at deals, and if you're only familiar with looking at it in one in one way, right, through one pair of eyes, you're gonna miss everything else. You're gonna miss other opportunities. We were talking about doing deals in uh, lower valued turning, you know, up and coming areas as opposed to doing deals in more established areas where values are what they are. It's a sought after area. People want to be there. You know, those numbers don't necessarily gel. So if you're looking at buying a property, you know, at 70% of the ARV minus renovation costs, minus, you know, potential profit, that is probably not going to work in a very sought after area. I mean, you get very, you'd be very, very lucky if that deal actually worked. So what you're numbers. saying is that in the up-and-coming areas, it's easier to get the wholesale numbers to, to fit in to what the lenders will lend money on. Absolutely, without a doubt. I mean, okay. very, very well said, by the way. Thank I, you. I was, I'm, I'm impressed. I made it up as I was going. <laughs> you can probably tell. <laughs> 
But that is a hundred percent correct. I mean, talk about that deal that that you were looking at. And kind of just in, in the, short about the in the East Cobb. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. So it's it was a referral. You know, somebody I, I go to these networking things. Actually, I, I run a networking group called USA Business Connect in Alpharetta. It's the Alpharetta chapter. We have one chapter. And it just so happens to be the Alpharetta chapter. It's the Alpharetta chapter. You have a, you have a captive audience. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> USA, maybe one of these days, you know, I'll come up with something to make it, you know, spread it out. That's right. But so I mentioned that, you know, I buy and sell houses, and somebody mentioned it to somebody else, and then she called me, and it turns out I knew her anyway, you yeah. know. And uh, so it's a, it's a really nice little neighborhood. It's all contemporary houses in East Cobb. And, you know, East Cobb is pretty, let's say, economically stable, like you like you just said. Yeah. And so people are willing to come into those areas and pay a lot more, even for houses that need work, than uh, they would, say, in the areas that we typically work in, the up-and-coming areas. Right. And so, so, th- so I went over and looked at the house that needs – if you know, if I were going to crunch my numbers the way I normally do, so it's about a three hundred thousand dollar ARV after right? repair value. After repair value, thank you. So there you go. I'm thinking everybody knows. Okay, <laughs> automatically, you know what an ARV is. No, not necessarily. Okay, so after repair value, three hundred thousand, and so I'm going to do my seventy percent. So that's mm-hmm. two hundred and ten mm-hmm. is what where I start with doing my numbers, and I like the round numbers because I can do them all in my head. That's right. Super fast. And then walk through the house and, you know, with my abacus, <laughs> also known as my 10 fingers, one, okay, that's a thousand. This is a thousand. Oh, look, it's going to cost $50,000 to do yeah. this renovation. All right. And um, so subtract 50 from 210, you get 160. 160. Is that right? That is right. You are correct, sir. Now, if we were going to wholesale that, then we'd have to subtract even more money. That's right. You got you got to count your profit if you're going to wholesale. Exactly, but right there and right then and there in East Cobb, you know, somebody's going to come in and pay a lot of a lot more money than 160 or 150 or 100 yeah. anything. Yeah. So, so there's a bunch of ways to look at this house and as Scott Bowen says, you can come in and knock the ugly off of it mm-hmm. and just turn around and resell it, you know. So, that means go spend a few dollars on maybe painting or fixing the yard or putting in central heat and air or replacing the central heat and air, putting a new roof, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Painting the inside is always, you know, you get a lot of bang for your buck on the painting. Mm-hmm. And um, so I threw out my 70% and all that, I just threw it all out and just said, okay, what are the numbers and what can I work with on fixing it and knocking the ugly off and, and trying to make a little margin on it instead of trying to, you know, make the 70% and, and so forth. And sometimes even at the 70%, you know, my these hard money guys will come in and look at it and say, you know, maybe you're not putting enough money in for your renovation costs, which I'm kind of, I've done that a few times. Maybe you're looking at a higher ARV after repaired value than, the market really dictates. And sometimes those hard money guys will say, listen, we'll do this loan for you, but you might not make be making any money. Right. Because things go wrong. You know, That's maybe right. you have to replace a roof for $14,000 you weren't planning on. You know? Yeah, so, man. Anyway, so I made the offer. I made the offer at uh, two, 205 uh, because I'm thinking, okay, 70%. 
I can come in and spend five grand or so and and spruce it up a little bit, mm-hmm. five or ten, mm-hmm. go over go over those numbers, and uh, and see what happens. So I sent an offer in earlier this week mm-hmm. for that, mm-hmm. and uh, I got an email back this morning. You don't know about that, no. Uh, she said, "Well, she said thanks for your offer, but <laughs> yes, Uh-oh. her husband had gotten offers in that were you know a good bit higher than my offer." Yeah. Which you know, I kind of expected it. You know, yeah. And th- and those are going to be from homeowners that want to be in that school district, exactly. That want to be in that neighborhood. That want to be in that zip code. Yeah. And they're willing to, you know, spend two hundred and fifty thousand on this on this house, or you know, whatever the offers were, and then systematically, you know, paint and do the kitchen and do the floors. Handyman. Yeah. Handyman special. That's right. That's what we used to call them back in the 50s. I don't know what they call them these days. Well, they still say it on the bandit signs. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Let me back up. Back in the 50s. You know, I was not doing houses in the 50s, so let's let's get, get that off the table. Well, it wasn't until right the 60s. <laughs> no, I wasn't. It wasn't until the 60s. I wasn't even in school. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> Anyways, but, uh, yeah, handyman specials, uh, absolutely. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So, now, she sent me that email now, what would most people do? They would uh, say, okay, and back away from that deal. Absolutely. Guess what I did? Took a backup offer or put in a different offer altogether. Instead of that, I could have certainly done that. But instead of that, I said, well, let me find out what I'm up against. Yeah. So I said, I sent her back. I said, okay, great. This is fantastic. Would you like to counter my offer? Mm-hmm. Knowing that, you know, it's going to be a little bit more than what they're getting from these other offers. Right. And if it's, you know, $299,000, i will know, okay, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> you know, stick me with a fork. That's right. You know, I'm done. So. You know, but you bring up a really good point there, and that has to do with the negotiations. More often than not, it, it, and it actually drives me crazy when this happens. I mean, when this happens, and it happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, as a wholesaler, as a retailer, Whatever it is you're selling for that matter, right? When we put properties out there and people call us and they say, you know, I like the property, but I like it. I don't like it at the price you have it. Now, I'm someone who's not going to necessarily negotiate with myself. No. I'm wanting this person to say, here's what it is good for me at. You know, let's start the process. If you see something that you like and the numbers are slightly off, make an offer. Because you don't know what that seller is truly willing to accept. But if you don't put yourself in the mindset, first and foremost, to say, okay, well, let's, let's begin the negotiation process, you're never going to wind up with a deal unless it's the perfect timing. It's the perfect price, and you were the one person that saw it before everyone else and got your offer in and your contract signed before anyone could really yeah. come in, assuming that you're dealing with, you know, a credible person, you know, because a lot of times – you can put in your verbal offer and they'll say, okay, great, send me the contract. But while you're preparing the contract and emailing it over or sending it via DocuSign or whatever service you might use, someone else might be on the phone with them offering them $2,000 more, $5,000 more, and they accept it before they sign yours. You don't know if that's going to happen. So you got to kind of act. You don't have to, you don't want to make yourself you don't want to put yourself in that situation as we said before you know we live in a time now where you really do have to create your opportunities yeah because the deals aren't necessarily there so knowing that you have to create your opportunities 
If you see a deal and you like the deal, you like the house, it's in a great place, make an offer and, and do what Steve just said. And do it in writing. Absolutely. And I know we're coming up on a break, but there's three. There's a couple of topics I want us to cover in the next segment. One of those is I listen to stuff on YouTube, and there's this guy that has a nickname called the Mad Mystic of 48th Street. So I want to talk to talk about That's him. Not short. Just a little bit. No. <laughs> and then I want to talk about negotiating and what you were talking about on the contract that that I was just working on uh, today and yesterday, actually. All right. Yeah. I mean. Listen, there's a ton of stuff that we're going to be able to talk about, and I hope you guys, if you can, you're taking notes. If not, go back and listen to this. Listen to the podcast. Listen to it on YouTube. But we got to take a break. We'll be right back. All right, we are back. We are back. All right, Steve, we talked about a lot of stuff. We have a lot more to talk about. Yeah. You brought up a couple great points that we're going to talk about in this segment and beyond. Okay. Yes, and beyond. I like the beyond part. <laughs> uh, so this week, you know, people don't know what people, other people are thinking, usually. Right. Yeah. So this guy, I've been, you know, I've been going back and forth with him for like a few weeks on this one particular house that we have for sale. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. And so... He's, he's he emails me or texts me a couple of days ago or early or late last week. He says, "Hey man, I've got a loan in place. I want to do this house. I want to buy it." And so I said, "I'm thinking, okay, wonder wonder why he he hasn't bought it. He sent me contracts before, but he hasn't, you know, followed through." Right. So I said, "What's missing? What you know? What's missing on your side to keep you from buying this house?" Mm-hmm. And he said, "Well." I'm short $15,000. Mm. I said, oh, okay. So then I, I, I call you and I find out what the numbers are. Right. And I, I say, you know, how motivated are we to move this? And you say, we're highly motivated. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so we're highly motivated and, uh, that's good. So we talk about it and I say, well, maybe we can just carry, you know, help him finance it. Yeah. Now, that's not something a lot of people are going to think about. That's right. He's not going to ask me for that, I don't think. That's right. So, now there's a couple of ways we could certainly handle that. We could put him together with Bob Rich, mm-hmm. Rich Capital Funding. Great mm-hmm. name for a... Uh, and that is his name. <laughs> that is truly his name. He didn't change it. It is Bob Rich. Yeah. And he just so happens to be in the money business. Yes, sir. So, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's quite a... Now, Bob could, Quite a thing. <laughs> Bob could structure a joint venture and bring in fifteen thousand from a, another uh, investor. Mm-hmm. That might take a little bit more time than we than we're interested in doing. Right. And so we said, well, you know, we we've got enough in this. Maybe we can just finance it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, well, how about if? So I sent it back to him. I said, how about if we just carry a second mortgage? Will your lender allow that? Mm-hmm. His hard money lender. And so he said, yeah, my my hard money lender will allow that. So I wrote up the contract, sent it to him yesterday. Right. And and those are great ways to do a couple different things, uh, especially knowing the hard money lender is going to be a local lender. Right. Uh, here we have a situation where we've created a little bit. I mean, it's not much, but a little bit of additional income, you right. know, on a month-to-month basis because there's going to be some, probably some points, probably a little bit of interest, maybe, maybe not, but there's the potential for that to be the case. Potential. Right. And then you also have money coming in in the future. But here's the kicker for me. The kicker for me 
in being that second mortgage holder is that if we structure those payments and they don't get paid, we have leverage to foreclose on that and go and buy the first at the discounted price because he's put something down on this thing. Right. And we may, and if he's not if he's not uh, current with that lender, you know, we could probably negotiate a way for them to give it to us at a little bit of a discount, and we can sell it again somewhere else. I mean, I've done that. Absolutely, we could be a debtor in possession. That's right. It happens yeah. all the time, and it's very very easy to work with uh, our, our local lenders as they know who we are. You and, know, so and this house has a ton of equity potential, potential yeah. equity in it because it just need, but it needs a lot of work. Absolutely, and it's in the it's in uh, the gentrifying up and coming areas. That's right. I mean, listen, where do you get houses for you know eighty five, ninety thousand, hundred thousand dollars? You can stick a even one hundred and fifty. You know, yeah, but in this case though, it's fantastic. I know we're watching values in that particular neighborhood go up. I mean, they've gone up steadily. For three years, uh, significantly. I don't even want to say steady because, I mean, it's gone up. But the jumps in value are absolutely just unbelievable. I've never move so fast. Yeah, it's just crazy. I mean, and just to put it in perspective, when we were when we started buying over there, you know, we were buying houses for, you know, $30,000. Some people bought them for less than that that bought, you know, right after the crash. Oh, no. Um, but we were buying, you know, thirty, forty, $50,000 houses. That needed a lot of work. Those same houses now are selling for you know anywhere between a hundred and a hundred and sixty thousand, depending on the size of them. Yes. That need substantial work. This one in particular, someone's going to pick this thing up for you know eighty five, ninety thousand dollars. They're going to dump roughly a hundred thousand dollars into it, but they've got values over there that are in excess of three hundred thousand dollars. Now those are the picture perfect deals, provided you can get the work done in a timely manner. Yes. I mean, even then, there's so much meat on the bone there. You know, even if it wound up taking took taking, excuse me, a little bit longer. Yeah. There's, you know, there's well over a hundred thousand dollars in gross potential profit. Well over. We there's an appraisal on a property on the exact same street, three or four blocks down, four yes. blocks down. Yes. For over three hundred and sixty thousand dollars, same square footage. Wow. Absolutely incredible. So there's. Potentially some pretty good profit there. Absolutely. You know, and some would wonder, hey, listen, well, why would you sell it for so cheap? Yeah. Well, our business is to make money based on our model and what we see. And then when we've priced it and had it out there for, you know, $90,000, $100,000, whatever it is, you know, we're not going to take it back off the market and and come back in and charge you 120000 and start this whole marketing process all over again. Our Our job is to sell properties as fast as possible, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, it doesn't matter if you're a retailer or wholesale. We, want to, we have a volume business. Though. It's one of our divisions, if you will. Absolutely. It's our wholesaling division. That's exactly right. And uh, so what's our job in the wholesaling division? It's to provide little miniature business opportunities for investors. That's right. Every single house, I look at it like, oh, here, here's a business opportunity for you. It's, it's a short-term, you know, Six to twelve month business opportunity. You're going to be in it, and then you're going to sell your business mm-hmm. at the end of it mm-hmm. and be out. That's right. So, what are the numbers? That's all you need to know. That's exactly right. Yeah. And the reality of it is, if we sit back and we make you a hundred thousand dollars, we didn't actually make it for you. We yeah. provided you with the opportunity to make it. The likelihood for those buyers to come back to us is very, very high because they say, "Look, these guys 
are selling deals that actually make money. Their numbers are right. The renovation costs are right. I mean, the packages that we deliver in a lot of cases, like in this one, are so solid. This is a property that comes with architectural drawings already. That's saving someone thousands of dollars. Yes. The survey is in place. That's 1200 bucks. You know, these things are saving you time and they're saving you money. That's three weeks of savings right there. But, you know, th- that's great. The money is great. But I think what it does, you know, from my perspective and yours too, I know, yeah. is bridge the gap between understanding of what it is and what it can be because people just don't have any vision. Right. I'm sorry, you know, you people out there have no vision. I'm just telling you. <laughs> You're you <know>. brutal, brother. You're <laughs> brutal. <laughs> it's, it's true. Uh, you know, 98% of the folks I, I, I talk to just can't see, you know, what we see. Yeah. And, you know, and that's really what this is. This is where we fit into solving a problem. That's right. And I was really frustrated with that for a long time. I said, wait a minute. Why can't you see this? And they they can only see a dilapidated house. Yeah, I understand that now, um, but that's it. Took me, you know, I went through a while with just being frustrated and angry about that. Mm. You know, let's just get real. It's that internal anger. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You're mad at everything outside of you, but it's that's only right. on the inside of you. Of course, it's all on the inside. <laughs> but uh, so I, but finally, I said, okay, I got to let this go. You know, and and then I said, oh, wait a minute, this is not. A curse, it's a blessing. It's a gift, you know. Uh, you know, the gir- curse and gift, blessing thing. That's know, right. Back and forth. It's, oh, yeah, it's a gift. No, it's a curse. <laughs> but so it's a gift. And so now I'm thinking, okay, it's a gift to be able to see this. And now how do I best take that and then present it so that other people can see it? And, and the survey mm-hmm. and the the business, the you know, the architectural drawings and all that, all of a sudden help people bridge that understanding gap. That's right, because they can see something that isn't necessarily visible for everyone. You know, uh, you know my process. You know, I walk through a house. We go to a house for the first time. I walk around the house, and then I go back to the front door, and then I walk back through the house with, you know, it's it's like the matrix is going on in my head. You know, I'm looking everything and, Ones and zeros, this is what it could be. We're going to move this wall. It's going to go over here. We're going to add this. The ceiling's going to be that. I mean, I can see it. I can visualize it. I'm in a place mentally. I'm in a zone, and I'm saying, okay, here's what it's going to take to get this house to be worth the comps that we see. This is what it needs to look like, and room by room, here's what it's going to cost us to get that done. And we're walking out of there. You know, when we walk into a place with a house with an invet- or with a seller, they're getting that offer right there, right there on the spot. Absolutely. There's no, let me go back to the house and let me go talk to so-and-so. We've got an opportunity right there, right then and there. If you don't take that opportunity right then and there, once you've set that appointment up and you know what you're doing and you, you've got that process going, however it builds for another person, if you don't place that offer right there, you have simply just wasted an opportunity. Yeah. And you've opened the door for other guys like you and I to come in and just whoop, swoop the deal away. So you, so you don't need to call your partner or your lender or anything. You like know, that. I got to tell you, if you have a partner, yeah. If you have a partner, and you don't trust your partner, you shouldn't have a partner. No, I don't mean that. I mean <laughs> trusting yourself. Well, you got to trust yourself. True enough, but you also have to trust your partner. When we're out, I can't call you every time I want to make a deal, and you can't call me every time you want to make a deal. I have to trust you. Yeah. 
that you know what you're doing and you have to trust me that I know what I'm doing. Not that we're, you know, batting a thousand every time. No, I mean, we're not, you know, <laughs> you know but <laughs> we, we make money together and we take our lumps together because we're in business together and that's what it takes. So if I can't, you know, and that, that, that's, that's not to say that there haven't been calls between one another yeah. while we're on a walkthrough. Of course. You know, or even yeah. before, hey, look, I'm looking at this. I'm looking at the comps are kind of all over the place. Yeah. Tell me what you think. Yeah, what do you see? You yeah. know, well, let me pull up Zillow and see what I see. <laughs> exactly. You know, so those conversations do exist. But when you're out there in the field, man, you have to take action. As they say now, you got to take massive action. You got to take massive action. <laughs> you know, if you're not taking action, you are doing this wrong. When we come back, let's talk about one of our students that has done a couple deals because we kind of grazed on that really quick. Yeah. We didn't really get into the meat of it because yeah. there's a couple of examples. Well, we're going to talk about her after the break. Okay. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833-WILL-BUY. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. All right, we are back. We are back. Now, let's get to it. Yeah, you know, it. we've got this wonderful, wonderful person that has come to every single one of our events since January. What events? These wonderful trainings that we do once a month right here in Atlanta, Georgia. Technically, technically it's uh, Smyrna. Smyrna, <laughs> as yeah. I like to say. Uh, but uh, uh, she's great. She is consistent, which is what it takes to truly uh, find your way in this business. She asks questions. She calls, she emails, she follows up. She truly wants to win. Yeah. So now she called me up and, and honestly, she called me at kind of the wrong time. And I was kind of, I kind of blew her off a little bit. <laughs> and then, but she called you and you took her under her wing and, uh, and you mean under my wing? Yes. Under your, yeah, wing. my big, massive wing. If you're That's watching right. the video, look at that the gun show, baby. <laughs> Okay, whatever. <laughs> Listen, for you guys that are listening, there's really unfortunately at this point there's no reason to go watch. <laughs> He's not lying. He's not lying. <laughs> so, so you took her under your wing, and I get my pronouns correct. And uh, and y'all did something pretty pretty unique, I think. Yeah, we did. Um, she uh, went out. She she'd come to a couple events. Uh, at that point, and she went out there and she started to do her marketing. And she met a gentleman who represented a group of uh, owners in uh, a townhouse, uh, or half of a townhouse development, right, if you okay. will. And uh, they wanted to sell. They wanted out. And she didn't know how to package the deal. She didn't know how to solidify herself in the deal. Uh, the very, what was really Fortunate for her is the gentleman, the representative of the owners, is an is a guy that operates with integrity, and he's not this you know he's not new to this by any stretch of the imagination, he, but at the same time he's not you know the most sophisticated real estate investor there is on the planet either. Right. 
right. And that's not a shot at him because none of us really are. No, right? no. So he just knows what he knows, and that's pretty much the extent of it. See, if you wear a, a tie like this <laughs> and a jacket. The perception is you know everything. Then the, Exactly. <laughs> then you are the most sophisticated real estate <laughs> investor right. on the planet. That's exactly <laughs> right. You are what you say you are. We we have learned that from our illustrious leader. And th- remind me, we got to get back to the mad mystic. <laughs> oh yes, yes. So you know, she said, "Look, I got this deal. I just don't know. I don't know how to value uh, uh, value these properties. I'm, I'm, there's some burn damage. I don't know what we need to do to uh, to renovate them. I am at a loss. Can can you help? Absolutely. Let's go. Let's look at it. And in looking at it. I called you right away. I said, Steve, there is an opportunity here. Yes, you did. And I looked at it and I said, Yeah, sounds I said, Hell yes. Or Absolutely. Something like that. I mean it you know and I might be paraphrasing. I think it was something very close to that. <laughs> and uh, so I helped her structure the deal, not being greedy, knowing that we were gonna find our way into this deal. Yeah. But I helped her structure a deal that put her in in the deal so she could make, you know, a little bit of money. And I walked her through the negotiations with him. We put the deal together. Once she had it in place, we made our offer a few days later, a couple days later, because, of course, we know the numbers. And here's a deal where she's going to make, gosh, it's uh, somewhere around $15,000. Wow. You know, she's going to make somewhere around, but there's shouldn't so we, much meat on the bone. Shouldn't we renegotiate that with her? I wish we should have. I wish we could have. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's a deal where there's so much meat on the bone that she can make that money and we can make the money that we want to make as well because this is a property that we were going to actually keep and, you know, buy and hold and rent out. It's five units, so on and so forth. But. Yeah. Uh, then, of course, we went on to buy larger multifamilies, so it kind of doesn't make sense for us to hold on to it. So we are, in turn, wholesaling that property to another group of investors and making a, a tidy little profit on it as well. Yes, we are. You know, But the whole point of this is here we have a client or a student or a partner, if you will, that has consistently shown up to get the education every single month. She shows up, even though she knows she can just call us and email us. Right. She doesn't know who she's going to meet there. She doesn't know what she's going to learn when she comes, so she wants to be there. She wants to be active, and she wants to be involved, and that's what it takes. Yeah. That's exactly what it takes. If you're going to do anything, you have to get in it. You've gotta, you can't just stick your toe in the water. You've got to jump in. As I like to say, you don't know how to do all of a thing to do any of that thing. You've got to jump in there. And believe in your team and believe in the processes because yep. it's the process that will take you there. And it's no different today than it was 30 years ago. Numbers are a little different. That's it. Probably, you know, the economy is a little different. But let me ask you, did she work like eight hours a day, five days a week for the last six months on this? Absolutely not. You know, she she called the guy. I think it took her. A week or a week and a half maybe to come up with the lead. Yeah. She By the time she called me, she had already been talking to the guy for a few days. Two days after that, there was a deal. So, right. you know, the deal was in, in two weeks. She had a deal in two weeks. And she probably worked on this all of two or three hours a week. Okay. So a part, kind of a part-time job sort of? If you can even call it that. A part-time te- temporary <laughs> job. I'm right. just creating some contrast. Yeah, absolutely. So suppose she had worked on it for eight hours a day 
for six months. Be a very low paying job. Fifteen thousand. Thirty thousand a year. Thirty thousand a year. Yeah. How many people make thirty thousand a year? You know, doing that. Yeah. For eight hours a day. You know, five days a week. Thirty thousand dollars. A few realtors, maybe. A <laughs> lot. <laughs> well, of course, a lot of them are just checking their email over and over again. That's exactly but, uh, right. But so, it's not a bad. So, but she only worked on it for like what. 10, 15 hours? Yeah, if that. And then if the rest that. of the work we did. Yeah, we did the rest. So she's going to make $15,000, so roughly $1,000 an hour. That's not a that's not a bad part-time job. No, not at all. Not at all. And yeah. not not only did she bring that opportunity, find and bring that opportunity to us. Right. She did another one. She did. She brought it this past Saturday. Yeah. And you were busy. And so she, and she and I, she and I have been talking ever since I blew her off and we, I brought her back. <laughs> I'm, and, glad uh, you can, uh, I'm glad you can admit to it. Yeah, I did. And uh, so, she, so we, uh, we've we been talking, and then Saturday she shows up with this this other transaction where mm-hmm. she's found this seller in the area that we, we really love it. Yes. You know, we do love this area. It's West End, I'll just say that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of West End you got to be really careful with because it could be historic and you can stump your toe with Ooh. the city so bad down there. It's you not can lose your foot. Funny. Yeah, you can lose your whole foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's rough. Yes. Anyway, so she, but she brought this one, and it's a great house. I mean, it's like it's a two-story bungalow. It's, it's it's just exactly what you want. Yeah. And the the seller has been back and forth, bankruptcy, foreclosure. I'm not sure. I'm just throwing things out. It, it's a, it's a yeah. It's a it's a collection of collection of every of negative thing that could <laughs> pop up. Exactly. <laughs> But he bought it, you know, and at about the right time. So he's he's he he's not in it for too too terrible much money, and so she was saying, "How do I structure this?" And, and but the loan was like a really low interest rate mm-hmm. and a fairly small balance. And I'm thinking, "Wow, you get and the price on it with what he was willing to sell it for is is pretty good." Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm thinking you can do anything you want with yeah. this, anything. So. So, let's, so she said, well, how do I structure it? How do I write it? So I said, okay, we'll do this. And it doesn't much matter, you know, because he wanted like a chunk of money right now, you know, to, so up, up front. And I said, well, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Let's see if we can structure it so it's not so painful for us on the front end. That's right. And uh, keeps him in the game a little bit. So so we structured a, a purchase price and a cash out to him of less money than he was asking. He was like asking forty or fifty thousand. So yeah. we suggested ten. Right. You know, which is plenty, you know, yeah. to get him moved on. And he's he needs money now. He's gonna need money later. Like all of us, right? That's right. So uh but there was a chunk that he was gonna have to bring to to the bank to reinstate it. Mm-hmm. You know, almost twenty grand. So we structured that that we would take care of that. And so she wrote it up. I told her how to write it up, and I said, put some cap limits on it in terms of the mortgage amount so that, you know, we're not caught off guard, Mm -hmm. and then put a 14-day due diligence period in there so we can see what happens. And so she wrote it up, did, you know, exactly what I said, Mm -hmm. took it down there and got it signed. And this is a deal she's going to make, what, $5,000 more on? Exactly, yeah. In maybe, you know, maybe 30 days? Saturday at the <laughs> seminar, I said, you you write this up like this, and you get it signed, 
we'll buy it. We'll we'll pay you five grand. That's right. Assignment fee. That's right. And so I, I just want to throw this in there for a second. I mean, how many seminars have any of you listeners or viewers gone to? I don't care who it is. I don't care how big the name is you can think of, right? Any one of them, whether they're local or national or international organizations that are teaching and training you how to do these things. How many of them have you gone to, learned the process, implemented the process? Not only did those trainers and those teachers or those gurus, whatever you want to call them, teach you how to do it, but they went out and looked at the property with you, taught you how to negotiate it, negotiated it with you, told you exactly what to do, did deals with you, and put money in your pocket. I mean, honestly. Now, and it's not a matter of, you know, putting yourself in harm's way because that's why a lot of them say they don't do it, right? right? This is about truly educating people. We didn't go into this making her any promises. We didn't go into it telling her that she was gonna, we were going to buy this property from her. Not at all. We were in it to make sure that she had an opportunity to go and make money. It just so happened that those opportunities were with us. Yes. Now, as she increases her ability to locate real estate, we're not going to be her only buyers. No, we're not. We wouldn't want to be. So this is an opportunity. What, what we're giving you here on this show is an opportunity for you to go out right now and start to make money. Whether that's making money with us, selling our stuff, we're buying stuff from you, or you're doing it on your own. If you take this information and you apply it, take massive action, you're going to win. 